have all you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. I thought maybe next week you would have like butterflies or something or, you know, bunny ears. Yeah, or like really smooth cheeks. <laughs> that, that's, that's coming to. Actually, I have uh, built into this, there is the smoothing. Uh, option i can do nice all right it is weird to me because when i watched star trek the original series uh how taken aback i am by the odd choices of lighting like that's all i think about is like why do they light it like this it's so strange like people in the same scene are lit completely differently than each other and i mean it's miles apart from one another like two people could be having a conversation they show them together and they're both lit completely differently. Uh-huh. It's bonkers. Ben, why is that? It was a directorial choice. I you think. don't know. All right, as long as you don't know. <laughs> I, I just remember, uh, what was it? The first time I heard the word Dutch angles was because of Batman. That sounds sexual. Yeah. Mm. But now what's a Dutch angle? Well, you know, like when they do the camera. Oh, like sideways? Yeah, so you get those weird angles. Like, this. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're scissoring somebody, but you're kind of like at an angle. Coming at you're also weird. holding the camera. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm actually not sure why it looks like this. It looks fine. You look handsome. I like your robe. You're wearing a robe. I like your robe. Well, there we that, go. There you go. Is that better? Some schmutz on the camera. Some schmutz. Go for the Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm actually, I, I honestly, uh, when I came home today, it's, it's been a very long day. Um, cause I, it, it's the circle of life. The circle of life. Because, um, so, uh, we had a coworker, um, pass away at work last week. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry to hear that. It was, it was very sad. And his funeral was today. Uh, that's sad too. Uh, you know, I went to pay my respects and, uh, and, and attend the funeral. But then shortly after I got home from the funeral, I got the update from one of the people who worked for me that his grandson had just been born. Ah, okay. The circle of life. Uh-huh. The circle of life. So and do so you think was- this person who died is this person reincarnated a la Search for Spock? That's I think so. Did they shoot? Did they shoot the guy out of an eyeglass case? No, but he always carried one of those eyeglass cases with him. Maybe, so maybe he's actually that in guy. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It's like no, an but, Indian in the cupboard situation. Oh, good. It, it, was, it was just very <laughs> nice, though. That you know, to, to, like I was kind of down from the funeral, but then the <laughs> and so then it's just like, oh, and I got the pictures. The baby was big one he was a nine pounds well to be fair that's because it's a that that guy reincarnated Mm -hmm. so he brought the eyeglass case the baby's gonna like be born with an eyeglass case genesis brought and then pretend kirstie alley is gonna go look (laughs) hey leave robin curtis alone i love robin curtis i think she's great she actually more vulcan than uh... that's exactly what i was gonna say she looked more she looked apart because she had thinner features Mm-hmm. Like Kirstie Alley, like she, I, she a big fine woman. Watch you back that ass up. Kirstie <laughs> Alley was my favorite Savick. Um, you know that'll always be just 
who she is. But uh, when she was on Cheers, I was just like, hey, Savick's on Cheers now. Hey, she's got that Savick's great, 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 great mother. And there's a, you know, there was that tie-in with, I. they had to have the, the Cheers had to film at the same back lot or something for, so you know, people to come over like that. Because, you know, Kelsey Grammer comes over as captain. Uh, yes. That was a, that was, that's a great episode of TNG. It is. Uh-huh. Especially uh, because, God, I was such a dickhole when I was a kid. Um, was. <laughs> No, it, it, uh, <laughs> I had to. I had to. I just remember so much having so much animosity for TNG because it wasn't TOS. Yeah, I mean, you weren't the only one. And so, no, I wasn't because my best friend was right there with me, and uh, we enjoy. I think that was his favorite episode of of TNG because he got to see the Enterprise D blow up multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, that's so, the same thing that, like, everybody goes through with, like, every freaking series. Every time there's a new Doctor, every new Star Trek series, there's – people don't like it because it's not the thing that they're used to. I mean, look, it's – Star Wars, I think, are the worst of all. Like, those people are just, like, a toxic, horrible cancer of fandom. Like, they're the – not all of them, but there's a giant population of those people that are just mad because – Last Jedi wasn't Empire Strikes Back again with yeah. subtle, with subtle differences. Everybody, everybody that I've talked to that's a Star Wars fan has had some problem with one of the new ones. Like even one of my best friends didn't like the Solo movie. He's like, "Well, I don't think we need a Solo movie." It's like, who cares? Yeah, I, I mean, I felt that way about Solo. I've heard it's good. It um, is good. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I was, I'm of that ilk that we don't need one, but like, I don't really have a, like, you know, I didn't like the first Star Trek, Star Wars, the, the first new Star Wars film because it was too derivative of the original Star Wars film. I like the Last Jedi because it's not, because it's, it's something completely different, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So I'm giving, I'm giving Rain Johnson points for just trying. One of my favorite right. things that I've seen lately um, I've been watching this uh, guy, his YouTube series, and uh, it's it's really good. But there's one episode where sometimes he'll like, like we do, he goes off on tangents. And um, there's this one thing where he was complaining about uh, Leia doing the, uh, when she like was blown out into space. The Mary Poppins. And she does the whole Mary yeah. Poppins things. So he had his editor like put that together with the dramatic ending of that movie uh-huh. so that when she goes to fly toward the ship, she jumps to hyperspeed. <laughs> you get that. And then you have the. And so princess Leia takes out the uh, Imperial fleet. I would have loved that. I would have loved if she would have done that and they kept Laura Dern. That's my only real problem with Last uh-huh. Jedi. Yep. If, they, if they kept Laura Dern, especially after they knew Leia was going to eat it, and she was like, that, I can't see, I don't want to hear, I don't want to see in a crawl that she died. I don't want to hear that she, where's Leia? Oh, she did. What happened? Um, she slipping, uh-huh. She slipping the shower. <laughs> and, and no, but that's the thing. That's, that's going to be in the crawl in exactly that way of, uh, where's Leia? Oh, she did. And it's like a conversation that we see, like, scroll up, and everybody's like, what the 
If she would have flown through, if she would have flown the ship on the kamikaze mission, that would have been the, the hotness. And then I got a new Leia in Laura Dern, and I'd have been good with that. But whatevs, this is a Star Trek podcast. So let's talk about some Star Trek or Law and Order. So Can I talk about Star Trek just for a second? Sure. Um, so I haven't, I did the first Patreon that we did for Discovery. Okay. I probably won't be doing any more. Okay. Um, and I mean, this is actually kind of hard for me. Uh, it really hurts me. Some of the things that I've read, um, with Star Trek fans, like I thought as a group, we, we had this, this arrogance about us that we were better than the other fandoms uh-huh. because from the beginning, we've, we've had a diverse cast. We've had women in you know positions of power. We've had uh, various ethnic groups. I mean, even in times when you wouldn't be able to get these people on TV. What do you mean these people? The, um, yeah, see, that, that's <laughs> quite male, sorry. But no, having people of color in positions as officers on the bridge of a, of a flagship, you know, in, in 1966 when this is coming out, this is fucking remarkable. I agree. Right? And in the story, you know, that always brings tears to my eye with when Nichelle Nichols is going to quit, but Dr. King convinces her to stay. And then Whoopi Goldberg meets her and tells her that that inspired her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it did what it was supposed to do. And so I'm seeing all this bullshit racism and and sexism in some of these facebook groups and in some of these uh and they're all star trek stuff you know and and they're just saying these disgusting things and i know that i've been a kind of toxic fan in the past especially with discovery but my and one of the things that i've hated in the past was getting lumped in with these assholes who were anti-diversity because I was more concerned with, okay, no, Klingons are supposed to look this way. Ships are supposed to look that way. That was my problem with it. But I don't feel that I can express any kind of constructive or, or canon-based criticism anymore without getting locked in or lumped in with these Trumpkin-like Trek fans okay. that are a cancer to the fandom. And... I mean, like what you like, you know, and if you don't like it, then don't like it. It's not yours. It's ours. Um, I've kind of actually felt the same way about Doctor Who, not to take it off track on a different show or anything, but like, I didn't like this recent series of Doctor Who and I didn't want to be like, yeah, I don't like it. Cause then I'd be, you know, people would say like, well, you don't like it cause there's a woman on it. You're probably just one of those like sexist you know, self-hating women or something, it, you know, and I'm just like, so I just kept my fucking opinion to myself because <laughs> I, I don't want to start well, shit. That, well, I think the thing is, is you either get lumped in with, oh, you're one of those those people that hate it just because this is happening, or you get pulled in by the other side and goes, see, even they hate it. They, they right. And it's like, no, fucker, I don't want any, any of your stink on me. I feel you on that. And, and, I, and I just think that, and for other people to continue, like with you doing the Patreons and stuff, I think that's great. It's just that I'm so vocal and I can be so reactionary in that, that gut reaction. Okay. Uh, I don't think that I would contribute to that and or to, to the 
the discussion in a positive way. Okay. Then seeing seeing these things said on the on Twitter, um, I've been seeing some things from uh, from uh, what uh, Chris over on uh, Trek FM, and I hope to God he doesn't think um, I'm I'm one of these people, because I mean I've always thought of our two shows as we're the kids that are sitting in the back of the class making jokes you know uh-huh. and he's more like the kid who's there taking notes and he's like the serious kid and, and we're like the we're too cool to be here kids and i think both bring something to the community in a positive way uh-huh. it's so i i just I, I really need to reach out to him i guess on twitter or something and, and check or just text it anyway that's another discussion um but yeah it just i i'm just so disappointed i mean it literally has broken my heart because um, i went into some of these groups and it's part of the reason i deactivated my facebook account because i just i i started going into these things and i'm like what the fuck did you people watch the same fucking show as us and and there's no fucking what they had i mean it's a secular humanist, communist utopian future. <laughs> if you see any fucking thing else but that in Star Trek, I don't know what people show you're see watching. what they want to see in yeah. shows like this. And I think with stuff like that, I've I've generally avoided getting communities to talk about anything because it's like I don't I don't care about other people's opinions about about a show like my favorite show like why you know i don't want to have a discussion about it like i'm gonna enjoy it and you know maybe talk to my friends about it and that's why i'm here doing this show well i mean that's the way and that's the way i kind of look at our review because for and i'm and i understand why and i get it and i'm and i'm more than fine with it like that's your personal decision um but part of the fun for discovery for me and Stephanie and I do it when we're sitting there watching it, like we'll go, I wonder what, I wonder what Jenny thought of that. I wonder what Ben thinks. You know what I'm saying? I want, I hate though that, I mean, I don't have an opportunity now to talk to you guys about it because offline, I would love to discuss this last episode and, and. Well, we can always hit pause and then talk about it and then come back. (laughs) I'm like two weeks behind. (laughs) Well, that's the first two episodes. Oh, well then. So you've missed the entire series, Jenny. (laughs) I watched one episode. Oh, so you're only one week behind. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Now tomorrow. Yeah, you'll tomorrow be you'll be two episodes behind. I can't wait to watch it. Like I, I you know, I am, I have no problem being the, yeah. and I will go online and just carry the water for discovery. Cause I think it's brilliant. Like I, I, I enjoy everything about it. Like canon wise. Okay. There's some stuff that doesn't match up, but you know what though? I'm not really here for that. I'm just here mm-hmm. for the, for the fun of it all. And, and, exactly. and my wife digs it and it's something we can do together. So I'm in. See, that's the thing is because I really, and especially liked last week's episode. And I love, um, and you know what else I like? I enjoy the fact that like I'm watching this television show and I'm watching like powerful women. Like uh-huh. I'm watching women have conversations about things um, pertaining to saving the universe and science and technology and math. And they're not talking about like a boy. Well, you know where right. I like, like I love that, you know, I, I like that. I'm seeing that, but I don't think about them being women. Yeah, exactly. I just like, think about them being Starfleet officers. Yeah. Like I love the fact that like you have this kind of, and that's another thing I like about deep space nine to kind of bring it all back together. Like, I love the fact that like, you know, you're seeing 
like a healthy, happy, like gay couple together, like being in love and showing people what every time I see those scenes be- between the two of them, I get misty eyed because it's so touching and like, and it feels real. I know that sounds mm-hmm. dumb because they're professional actors, but that's what love, that's, that's what living with someone is. That's what a relationship is. And I think they do such a great job encapsulating yeah. that. And like, so yeah, I mean, I feel terrible for Stamets. Like it's awful. I feel so bad for that dude. Like I really do, you know, because I believe that he is crushed and this is mm-hmm. t- for him you know um but yeah i just think the show is about the people and i and i really uh the character i really identify with i really like the characters on the show like star trek be damned i i could watch burnham um in a situational office drama i could watch burnham you know what i'm because i'm just interested in the character in her as a as a being it's mm-hmm. the rest of it's just window dressing you know i, I love I, i'm loving tilly yeah, she's, she's great. That, that's socially awkward, but then like she's really smart, and you know, it's just it's it's really cool to have that kind of character. That it's that she, I don't know, she gets excited about this stuff. Yeah, you know, like when she they almost seems like somebody that like Star Trek fans can actually like identify with and somewhat relate to, and it's mm-hmm. not like in a forced way, like where they kind of put Wesley Crusher in to be like, hey, here's the teen boy that. You would like him, <laughs> your friend. No, like she's actually somebody yeah. that I could see myself hanging out with. Like, and I could yeah. see my like. And if I was on uh, the, even as an actor being on the Enterprise, that that's how I would be. I'd be like, this is fucking amazing. Like, look at yeah. all. Awesome. I, I saw a behind the scenes uh, shot uh, that had um, what's the guy who played Lorca, and he's in uniform. And it's one of those things where they they're taking a break or whatever, mm-hmm. so they're still mostly in costume. And you've got Lo- uh, Captain Lorca, you got Ash Tyler, Tyler, and you got Harry Mudd. Uh, what's his name? Rain. Uh, uh, yeah, Rain. What? Rain Wilson. Wilson. Uh-huh. And they're at a ping pong table outside the back door of the <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. or the studio, and it's just and they look like they're having so much fun. And uh, so it's just it's I I will highly encourage anybody to pay the money. Um, if you've got Amazon Prime, it's a little fucked up uh, trying to dig through the menu options to to get your subscription started. But it's uh, easy, yeah. Once you do I, it, once you do it though, now I just I don't have to do another thing. Like, it's better than Amazon the CBS Prime. All Access app. Yeah, that yeah. we used last one, year. To bring this back around to DS9, though, one of the things I like about DS9 is that we're looking at it through this lens of history and nostalgia. It's 25 years ago. So a lot of the emotions have cooled down. You know, what people thought about Nixon at the time versus what people thought about Nixon 30 years later. You can look at it through the lens of history kind of thing. And, the dawn uh, of history. What I like, and again, to bring it kind of back to Deep Space Nine, I appreciate Deep Space Nine because, I mean, you have this beautiful, like very seldom recognized relationship of like a black man and his son together uh-huh. you know that's that's very rare to see on tv like that you know like i've read i read an article recently of, well it's probably been about who fucking knows the way time works anymore um, <laughs> been three years ago it could have been last week but i read this wonderful piece about how this was probably the healthiest like african-american relationship on television like father son and it's i mean it's and this episode kind of again it kind of showcases yeah. that you know the meaning mm-hmm. of these two characters i mean shit man i got misty eyed watching this week's episode of deep space nine same 
you know, it's great. And I mean, and it's, again, I, it's, it's the characters that you like. It's, I mean, who gives a fuck about canon? And if this matches up with that and you got, worry about the, do you identify with the characters involved? Do you identify with the feelings that they have? And for discovery, I do. So I'm in. Uh And I think most of the complaining about discoveries, and I'll say this until it is the paywall. If this, if you could watch this show every week on CBS at nine o'clock, I think people would be happy it's the paywall people get they're they're mad about that paywall i think people are never going to be happy yeah (laughs) i would would be happier if it was a netflix or amazon original yeah like if 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 you could just log into a thing that you i i mean yeah i'm happy to pay that that fucking six dollars a month but um i'm already paying you know fourteen dollars a month for one thing and, and another nine or ten for another thing it's like could you just maybe be part of that like you get nickel and dime but whatever yeah but that, it's, still, I mean, it's like, still cheaper than cable <laughs> i haven't mm-hmm. watched uh, teen titans yet because uh or titans or whatever they're going to call it the on um, the dc streaming service because i refuse to pay for just dc yeah. cbs i mean at least has twilight zone and some other shit that i can twilight zone starts right after discovery i think uh, and then and, and then the picard show starts so, and the I mean, con show yeah, so I mean they got they got you lined up, Jack, with Star Trek, yep. baby. Oh no, I mean if you keep putting st- and if you keep putting out stuff that's as good as last week's episode of Discovery, I'll keep paying. Oh, last week's episode of Discovery was just, I mean, talk about a Star Trek episode. Like if you can watch that show and not go, this ain't Star Trek, then you have no idea what Star Trek really is. <laughs> I might just like immediately watch this episode after we're done recording. Dude. Pike is is Jenny. It was it was great, Captain. It was fucking great. Like it felt like an old school like toss episode. Like it was except good. Yeah, it was Trek as Trek could be. Like it was wonderful. You know, nice. Yeah, but the good thing would have happened, I think, in nineteen sixty seven, if this episode was then, didn't happen now. Yeah, and hmm. what would have ha- what would have happened in the eighties if this was a TNG episode? I, th- I could I as I was watching it my little oh I know what's going to happen because this is like toss and that didn't happen I'm like yeah. oh well it's like TNG so this is going to happen and nope it was cool like, this is nice. this is really good and there was, and there was a really good like B story like a super like Trek to Trek beast I was yeah. I mean this was as Trek as Trek gets like it was uh, it was wonderful somebody give the guy what's his name Doug Jones uh-huh. He, he's this amazing. Guy needs a fucking awards. Just like yeah. every year that they have an awards show, they should just call him up and go pick one. Yeah, he's great. Well, except the, the, the actress one, because yeah. I mean, un- unless that's your choice, then it's wonderful. It <laughs> but anyway, let's let's talk yeah, about yeah. let's talk about Deep Space Nine. I'm gonna. What was this episode? What was it? Um, this episode of Dork Trek. We are reviewing. I don't. E- I couldn't even tell you the title of it. I, I don't remember. Oh, 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 I, I know. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Rapture. Step into the world. You guys, this is a very important episode because this is the first appearance of the new uniforms. Yes, I thought that was the case. These uniforms are great. Fab Pop Freddy is saying, My, my, Skeetle Boot. And, and uh, Cassidy Yates comes back. She did her six uh-huh. months, and I love how they just straight up say, "Hey, she did her time, pops." She yeah, did- da- yo, dad, she love you, son. She going, she she just got out the joint. You got to pick her up. Why, why is he playing so cool about it? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be difficult for a member of Starfleet, especially one as powerful as Benjamin Sisko, to just welcome back a woman who um, kind of was served six months for treason, something like that, or conspiring with the Maquis or something. Yeah, so. I mean, there's going to be, he's definitely going to have to fill out some paperwork once he starts smashing that again. I mean, there's oh, yeah. definitely. His next uh, security clearance review is going to be like, okay, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, your uh, girlfriend, um, yeah. Tell us this. <laughs> like, what is going on here? I can't wait to see the space Rachel Maddow about that one. That'll be great. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> But um, but yeah. So uh, Benjamin, they find some painting of yeah. some some lost city of Bajor, Bahala, Bahala. The entire time I'm thinking they're saying Bahala, and I was like, so they're Vikings? Is this, is, this is like the ancient Viking city? Yeah. Yes. And I'm they, fine with it. If you were in Midgard here on Earth, <laughs> took the Rainbow Bridge to Valhalla, that Valhalla was actually on Bajor. Mm-hmm. Years ago. They were just pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like, a dialect thing. In, in Hebrew, B and V are very interchangeable. Sounds. See, they've got McDonald's. We got McDowell's. You know, we don't have sesame seeds on our bus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My son finally made the Lion King connection. Oh, he did with nice. Okay, with uh, Mustafa uh, America. Yeah. That, that his parents. They're. they're <laughs> He's doing the the shut the eyes thing. He's like, it, it's it's Simba's parents. I'm like, are they both Simba's parents? Yes. Oh, yes, see, I didn't. I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Like, but but he's he's wearing a lion skin. I'm like, yes, that's Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think well, coming to America came out before the Lion yes. King. Yes. So long, yeah. long, long before, but yeah, thought, yeah significantly before. Not like, oh my God, we're doing both at the same time. But, uh. Maybe, so like, was it like 10 years? Huh? Well, I don't think it was that long, was it? Uh, what is that, Velvet? Coming to I America came King... out in. Coming to America was 88. Uh, okay, I was thinking it was earlier when in the. When did Lion King come out? I'm looking now, I want to say 92? 94. I see, I was thinking 95. I was thinking like 85 and 95. Okay, yeah, right. so. It came on uh, before this episode that we're watching did. Okay. Because this episode was in 96, I guess. 95, 96. This, uh, this episode's good. Like, they see this painting oh, and, and Cisco. And I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Ben, how you're talking about how, like, this is some kind of space, you know, humanistic kind of communist, godless society. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of their own is kind of sucked into this prophet vision god thing and all the starfleet officers are kind of like this is kind of fucking weird right like to to take right? us back, to take us around kind of uh with some of the stuff that was in the news this last week online um with last week's episode of, of Discovery, i hope to bring it back up mm, so good but there were a lot of things of oh uh, i think god was it hollywood reporter and if i get that wrong i'm very sorry because I don't want to put aspersions on anybody negatively, uh, incorrectly. But they had said, uh, going where no Star Trek has gone before, and uh, the topic of spirituality and religion is brought up in Star Trek. 
And then there was like a thousand responses. That were like, <laughs> Have you seen this little show called Deep Space Nine? <laughs> I've got you about seven years of that. Yeah. But this one is like in the forefront because Sis, they oh, look yeah. at this painting and Cisco is trying to figure out the mystery of where this city is and, and how he's going to find it. And he goes into the holodeck and he recreates it and he's totally using law and order technology. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> I was getting like a Close Encounters kind of vibe from this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. when he's doing this stuff on his plate. Yeah, yeah that's it totally. Means yeah. something. What yeah. is this? <laughs> dad, what, what, is that Devil's Tower, Dad? Yeah, he's <laughs> playing with the mashed potatoes, all like you know, Weird Al and UHF. It's all something. <laughs> yeah, totally. And Close Encounters also featured Terry Gar, who was on an original series episode. Boom. But yeah, this is very close encounter. It's kind of Indiana Jones, weird spirituality thing. And also kind uh, of Stargate. Got some yeah. Stargate vibes in there too. It's like, oh, we got to look at these symbols and figure out the coordinates. Oh, it's right here on Bajor. And here's the thing is I was disappointed. And I, God, I can't remember if Stargate came out before this. I think Stargate came out before this episode did. But when he saw I think so, yeah. the symbols on the, on the, uh, on the obelisk, mm-hmm. uh, they represented uh, stars, so it was the lo- from your location of this obelisk this these coordinates are the position of stars from your position mm-hmm. and so i was hoping that they would mention stellar drift because that was the thing on on uh stargate sg1 1994 stargate mm-hmm. oh okay so it was so that was before this but i mean one of the things that they couldn't connect to other stargates from is because of stellar drift, the coordinates were off a little. Ah. Because, you know, these are from 10,000 years ago. And over 10,000 years, everything in the galaxy has shifted a little. Uh-huh. And so if they've been looking for the city for 20,000 years, he should have had to. Uh, and maybe it was such an obvious thing that he, you know, he's like, well, yeah, I did that. But I, I, I would have liked to have had stellar drift mentioned. God, I just went full nerd on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think like what Bob was saying earlier, this episode is kind of more about the characters rather than the story the or the canon. Yeah. I mean, that was something that that I was thinking as we were watching, or as I was watching it, was that like I liked the character interactions in this, but like as far as the overall storyline, like this was one of my favorite DS9 episodes, like that fits in with the the lore of the you know the whole universe i guess yeah the story arc for ds9 so so i think it would have gotten bogged down by you know trekking it up with with some technology talk <laughs> tech the tech yeah i think i got, I got that from charlene we got some trek tech the tech we got some trek yeah. but yeah um yeah so they they look for this city and and he finds it the admiral shows up and like I feel bad for this admiral as I'm watching this episode because like he has to put up with this. Oh, because we mentioned that we forgot to mention that like while he's in the holodeck, like he gets zapped by some kind of weird beam and it opens up like part of his brain. Like it opens up some of his neural pathways and stuff. So he starts having these like weird colors and visions and like tripping balls. Basically. Yeah. That's what (laughs) Brigitte makes it sound like, like he's just tripping balls. Yeah, and and he's so much so much of Brazier even tells him enjoy the show. Yeah, it's it's like you know electronic uh, ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, 
seen some trails, man. Dude, I'm fucking tripping miles, buddy. Well, I, you know, I, I, I almost expect the, the hand thing was, you know, but he had the little vial kind of looking at the green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, I think of all the players, uh, actors to, to represent somebody who's, who's tripping. I think they picked a, a good choice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, it's very natural for him. Yeah, I'm just going to overact my ass off and... Yeah, and that's why I was saying, like, I feel bad for this admiral because, I mean, like, he has to put up with Cisco all the time because he's always doing this stuff and, like, flying off the handle and being a total head case maniac lunatic. Let's go! <laughs> it's like, come on, Cisco, man. Like, I knew just, there was going to be trouble as soon as you started calling yourself emissary. We just want to get Beijing in the Federation, man. Like, why you got to be doing this now? Like, why? Why? Like, <laughs> can't you just cool out for like 10 minutes well i mean that was the thing picard told him uh that his mission you know when picard dropped him off at deep space nine he said you know your mission you know is to do everything short of violate the prime directive to get bajor to join the federation and here we are on the precipice of that it's happening right now making right now and then welcome klingons he chews a bunch of space acid and then all of a sudden he's fucking tripping balls and seeing shit and having fucking visions. Look at I can it. see God. I can see it, man. And you know he's screwed when Kai Wynn comes to the station and they're on the same page. Like, you know yes. things are completely out of whack when she's like, word? Because she's always been very much against him being the emissary. And now that he's having these visions and he found this city or whatever and he thinks he can find it, she's all like, well, they always said that someone who was touched by the prophets could find this city. And it just doesn't line up right in my brain. Uh-huh. You know what, though? That's another great series that you can watch on uh, CBS All Access, Touched by the Prophets. Oh, Touched by the Prophets, yes. It's, it's a good one. I heard there's a new one on CBS called Prophets Friended Me or whatever. Friend, no, it's Friended by Prophets, I believe, is because it's Friended by God. Is the, yeah. Why does CBS always have to do those, like, Touched by an Angel, Heaven? Because heaven. old people are religious. But it's just dumb. Like, come on, man. I ain't trying to watch that shit. <laughs> Old people are religious. Old people to, watch CBS. I wanted to watch I've accepted my fate. I'd go to church, son. I ain't got time for that. Joe God shows. Ain't, come on, baby. Well, yeah, but we got our own God show. It's called Deep Space Nine. Yeah, but, but at least these are like... Well, Space I guess, God. I guess you can say that the other ones are made of gods, too. But at least these are just made up gods. <laughs> that, that'll, I'm throwing I mean, shade at religion. Man, I'm just saying, man, I think it's dumb, but whatever. <laughs> Hey, I, I don't disagree with you, but you know, please send all your angry letters to me. I mean, yeah, that's cool. At I mouth mean, broadcast. Yeah, do it. <laughs> we'll just be like, we worship Kalis. That's our mm-hmm. dude. I'm religious. Oh, I mean, yeah, but you're, I mean, but you're Jewish. And so, <laughs> and I don't I'm mean. One, I'm one of the good ones. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but what I'm I saying is that. like, the Christians and stuff, they don't like you just as much as they don't like people who don't believe in anything. Because uh-huh. I mean, like, you don't accept Jesus in your heart and according to all them, you're going, no, 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 no. See, you guys are going to hell, H-E double hockey sticks. The, the two of you, though, don't accept. I actively reject. Yeah, so you're... So there's a whole, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm super down that. It's like, you guys just have to be... Sh- it's like the, the, the bullshit thing they have with... Uh, 
lesbians or whatever when some dude, you know, your your standard Trumpite. Oh, that's gay. Like, oh, gross. You ain't met the right dick yet. <laughs> you know, so you guys just ain't met the right uh, ministry yet to, to bring you to Christ. Uh-huh. Whereas I'm just, I'm, I'm that, that gold star, you know, bull dyke that's just like, fuck you and your, your cock. <laughs> but not literally. But yes. Oh, yeah. Because you're yeah. actually the exact opposite. You're like, opposite. yes, and your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I've completely lost track of the conversation now. <laughs> what all I'm saying is Ben rejects all that stuff because he's Jewish. So they don't yes. like him. Yes. But he's saying that you and I, Jenny are just kind of like, yeah, well, they can, they might be able to get us, but no, you ain't getting me. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm but anyway, on this though, with the prophets, you know, I think Kira has always been in touch with her spiritual side on this, mm-hmm. which I, I think is kind of cool to see. And, and this is, again, this, I mean, as somebody with a religious upbringing, to see the two things on this. You have the unhealthy side of religion with Kai Wen. But then, I mean, when she laid down the, 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 the fucking, you know, the history on, uh, Kira this episode. Oh, when she clapped on her, dude? I I kind of said, you know what? I, I hate you for a lot of things, but not that. The conversation That's- Ben is talking about is when they're, uh, Kai Wynn and what's-her-face, Nerese yeah. are talking to each other, and Nerese says to her that it takes a lot of courage to take that position, and she's like, bitch, what you know about courage? She's like, you... And she goes into this long personal history of hers, yeah. That was unbeknownst to me as a viewer. Uh-huh. This yeah, is- it, it, you know, she's like, you, you guys in the resistance thought you were the only ones fighting. You thought you were the only ones, you know, doing anything for this, you know, but at least you had your guns. You know, all I had was my faith yeah. and my courage. But see, here's my perspective on that is that she's such a manipulative bitch. <laughs> like, <sighs> I I, I, I don't that. care. <laughs> no, I, I get her. that. But here's the thing: is this is one of the few times I think I we we get to see an honest mm-hmm. win, where this is like no no you know you just fucking step back because you know you don't get to take all the fucking you know glory for, for yeah no for, we we did you know we were all of, in, impacted by this we all lost people. Mm-hmm. And and I you know I re- what was it when she said I remember every beating yeah. I took in the five years I was in prison yeah. and Did she, she clapped back hard so I, I I I can for that brief you know five minute window mm-hmm. on her life I'm like you know what I'll bitch about everything else about you you get those five minutes so I, thing- like I believe that all this stuff happened to her mm-hmm. but I I feel like she held on to it at the right time to try to like use that as a weapon against somebody else I will, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna agree because i think like what narice was saying to her at that moment didn't warrant that kind of response yeah. like i think like 
because if you go back and watch the conversation, it's, 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 it almost seems like she's saying like, wow, that's, you know, that takes a lot of courage to, to admit that, you know, that like mm-hmm. Cisco is the emissary or whatever. So like, I thought she was just saying like, wow, that's very cool for you to go out on that list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I can And she was like, motherfucker? And like, whoa, dude. Calm, calm your tits. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that if, if you have to put up with this shit and if you have that kind of thing in your history, that you could be triggered on that with like, who the fuck do you think you are? Trigger warning, dude. Are you saying it's a trigger warning? <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying, you know, it's just, you know, you're, you're not the only one with some shit in your past. You're not the only one with mixed emotions, to quote the Rolling Stones. <laughs> not good. I get that too. I prefer the Bee Gees, but okay, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it was, that was a great scene because even yeah. Reese was like, oh, snap, like, what did I walk into here like she, it's like she hit a door like an invisible door of conversation just uh-huh. what <laughs> no, well nice like conversation a, bye-bye <laughs> a word i remember one time at a command function and uh they had sausage pizza and i'm like <laughs> oh i can't eat that you know do we have any cheese pizza left and some schmuck next to me was like the fuck you can't eat sausage that's un-american and my whole thing is like, motherfucker, I'm sitting here in the same uniform as you. You know, don't tell me what the fuck's American. Yeah. Who the fuck are you to tell me, you know, that I'm un-American? I will say that would be the hardest so, part of Judaism for me because I like sausage. So. And oddly enough, so do I. Oh, hey now. <laughs> God damn it, Bob. I didn't say that. No, but you planted the seed in my head. No, I didn't. You know what? It didn't take much. It didn't take much sowing. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) You just came out with that one. You just had just left him a gaping hole for him to sow the seed. Yeah. (laughs) God help us. I killed him. I killed Ben. (laughs) I'm glad. We all deserve it. We all deserve it together because that's we're friends forever. <laughs> oh God, I love you guys. You're the best. You really are. Um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, so Cisco keeps having these weird visions, but they're fucking up his whole his whole life. Like his nervous yeah. his nervous system is basically being ripped apart and it's convulsing everywhere and damn near on death's door and things are not working out for him but he doesn't want to have a surgery they can have a surgery that'll fix it but he's like no 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 i got to see this through i got to have my visions you gonna take away my gift gift of vision wasn't that uh phenomenon with uh-huh. uh, john travolta yeah he had the brain tumors phenomenon yeah <laughs> god damn it yeah he had the brain tumor and he thought he was the archangel michael and he had like these wings. No, that's when I'm conflating two movies. But, yeah, that um, is. Yeah, it is two movies. No, he th- he thought he was uh, had a close encounter with a alien or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, they gave him powers actually, or something. Yeah, but it was actually just tumor. Wasn't there a movie where he was an angel? Yes, that was called Michael. Okay, and the other one was man. He did a lot of movies after Pulp Fiction, huh? Like you really? Mm-hmm. Wait, like, he kept working. What? Like, yeah, like with a vengeance, son. He was in everything. But uh, we have Tarantino no. to blame for all of it. I mean, you know, though, but say what you want, man. Like, he was great in Pulp Fiction, and even some of those other movies after Pulp Fiction, like Get Shorty, was awesome. I liked uh, Look Who's Talking. 
that was before Pulp Fiction. But yeah, Look Who's Talking was good. And again, Savick comes up in that one. Uh-huh. Savick has a human baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> he into Star Trek. Yeah, he was in, I mean, I'm sure he did some good ones. I mean, I got to look at John Travolta's filmography. I, I would like to see Tom Cruise and, and John Travolta in Star Trek. And I definitely want Tom Cruise. Uh, there was a rumor of him playing uh, how, an older Hal Jordan and introducing Kyle Rayner to the uh, DCEU. I would be, I'd, I'm down for that. Let's see, after Pulp Fiction, he did Get Shorty, which was good. White Man's Burden, which I did not see. Um, I did see that. That was pretty good. Okay, then Michael, he did Michael, and then he did Phenomenon, and then he did Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow is good, man. That's some John Woo shit right there, son. Um, now, was Christian Slater still doing, was he still going through his uh, Jack Nicholson phase at that point, or was he out of it by then? Because a lot of his early stuff was just him doing a bad Jack Nicholson in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want. I, I don't know. Um, I have to go back and watch. I just remember John Woo and some of the action sequences. Yeah, I think that might have been my first John Woo movie. Really? Yeah. I can't think of one before that. All right. Um, then we've got Face Off. I mean, come on, Face Off, son. Face-off. That was good. Face Off. I mean, Face Off is dumb as shit, but man, it's good. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Couple scenes. Okay. Um, Thin Red Line. Uh, Primary Colors, General's Daughter, Battlefield Earth. Primary Colors was pretty good. Yeah, Primary Colors was pretty good. Primary Colors was really good. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he did a lot of shit. Uh, He was in Austin Powers. As gold gold member, he was in yeah. So he, I mean, you know, he, he, then it kind of dried up, but I mean, still that was a good run, mm-hmm. you know. What was was it uh, the the Battlefield Earth that that's the one that uh, killed his career? Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to happen to everybody. I read that book when I was uh, God, I think I was in in boot camp or in in, in A school or something. Um, I wasn't able, you know, it was one of those things where you, it was pre-internet, so we used to do things like read and listen to music. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nerds. Go figure, right? One of my friends used to sit and read the dictionary. And you got to do something, right? He had a hell of a vocabulary by the time we uh, got out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was, the book was pretty good, I thought. But, you know. Well, I mean, say what you want about um, L. Ron Hubbard's religious writings. His sci-fi stuff is not terrible. Yeah, it's not like, great. I mean, but it's, I mean, I mean, for the for like the kind of pulpy, weird sci-fi stuff, it's not bad. Gene Roddenberry and I had the same opinion about that. Oh well, well what is that? If, if you're going to start a religion based on a science fiction author, you should start one based on a good science fiction author. True. Damn. He thought it was himself. I would think more like Isaac Asimov, but you know. Whatever. I thought you would say your boy, um, who Harlan. just passed away. Yeah, Harlan Ellis. No, he was. <laughs> he's Old Testament angry God. Well, I mean, you need <laughs> that though, right? Eh, okay. Come on, Old Testament angry gods are always good for a laugh. Old Old Testament angry god makes the new guy coming in like the substitute teacher, and everybody's like, "Wow, this guy's real nice." Well, you yeah. know, Old Testament angry god always let us sacrifice virgins. 
sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't make that up. He said it was okay if I kill my brother. God. Cut the baby in half. <laughs> See if I care. Um, but yeah, so he's still he's still having these visions and these terrible things of locusts, which is kind of I mean that's you know that's a trope. I mean I get it. Yeah. You know, like a locust thing. Yeah. I know yeah, where yeah. the locusts were going? They were going to Cardassia. Let him go. It's like okay. You nobody got time for Cardassia, son. <laughs> They'll deal with it or not, whatever. Yeah, they won't move their head. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I hear bugs. They're uh, coming. Move. Run quickly. Uh, uh, <laughs> you damn spoonheads. Oh, that's real racist. God. What funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're getting ready to do the, I guess, the swearing in of the... They're going to sign the treaty to join the Federation. And if they wouldn't have mentioned them, it probably would have been okay. Like, if they wouldn't have said, like, should we start without him? If they just did it, because as soon as they said, should we start without him? Yeah, I think we should. Then he shows up, like, like fucking uh, coked up rock star, like, Wah! I'm here. Ugh. Just vomits on the floor. What's the frequency, Kenneth? What's the frequency? Like Jim Morrison basically showing up at a door show at the last minute. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I got it. We're good. Whips his dick out. Uh, I'm the Lizard King. The locusts. And it's almost Jim Morrison-esque poetry that he's spouting yeah. out. Because like, <laughs> if you let Bajor join the Federation, the locusts are going to come. Bajor must stand alone. Uh, the locusts will come. Mother, I want to kill you. And he just falls on the floor and starts convulsing, which is very Morrison-esque. And you're like, wow. And then like 15-year-old kids put the poster up of Cisco in their room. Like, he's the best. He's so wonderful. He's <laughs> I'm going to put up a Cisco poster right here. Oh, well, he's a poet, you know, he's a poet. Like, he's amazing. And then you well, listen to better music uh, in that era and go, wow, they were pretty bad. Like, All right, I'm, I'm out. What, you don't like the doors? I love the doors. They're okay. Jim Morrison was a fucking genius. That's why I've got the poster. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing wait, I Wait, 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 no. It's that's, this that, that's Val Kilmer. Okay, not, not all right. The one thing I will say about The Doors is at the time, which was like 67, 60, their their music was kind of spooky. Like you didn't have like weird, angry, like witch hippie rock, which was kind of cool. That's the, you know, but like, he's not a genius by any stretch of the imagination. I I got a book of Jim Morrison poetry that says different. I bet it ain't good. I got American Prayer, the vinyl downstairs of his poetry that he's reading. I mean, it might have been cool when I was 15. I'm sure it sucks now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like right in the middle between you guys. Like I, I went through the doors phase like everybody else did, but now I'm just like, yeah, they're still all right. I, I mean, I, I listen to them as much as I used to. I mean, I can turn on L.A. Woman and still be like, wow, that's a great tune. Like, L.A. Woman's a great song. Riders on the Storm's a cool song. Like, they have some cool songs, but, like. I think the whole album is great. L.A. Woman is fantastic. I have that on vinyl. It's a great record. But, I like, L.A. Woman is a great song. Uh Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, like, some of the more, some of the Dora stuff is kind of crappy. 
there's some hit and miss stuff in there like where he's like really obviously just drugged out and just writing weird poetry yeah. in the middle of a desert or something thinking he's an indian <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how much of that is actually true or it's just oliver stone i don't know i believe it so i mean that's yeah. good enough because <laughs> I, I still remember watching that movie and there's the scene where he's recording a track yes album at the same time that he's getting head yes uh-huh. and i was shocked because i saw this at the theater but i was just um, i was like shocked <laughs> i was shocked because i thought that basically blowjobs didn't really start happening until the 80s <laughs> That it was kind of like a, a new thing that we could come up with. <laughs> it's and, a new thing. Look, hey, look what we invented. <laughs> it's like, you can put your mouth on it? Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Stacy, come here. What, you're going to love this. Trust me. But yeah, and then it's just like, wait, they did that in the Wait. That, <laughs> if they did that in the 60s, because he's about my dad's agent. Oh, oh, mom, no. Why would you do that? Why would you even go down that road? Mom, no. <laughs> and then it was unenjoyable for me for a very long time. Mom, no. So, um, yeah, but like I said, I honestly had always thought that that was something that, that you know, 80s kids will get. But uh, it's just like, oh, wait, no. Okay. I guess that has been around for a while. You just don't yeah. think that, you know. Mom, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a trauma. All right, I'm I'm looking at some of this door stuff, like their their psychology <laughs> now, and like, I mean, you know, that's what I do. I like to look at this stuff. Um, <laughs> Soft Parade was kind of a shitty record. That was garbage. Yeah, Soft, Par- Soft Parade was a shitty album. Um, Morrison Hotel is decent. It, uh, yeah, that was more, good. Roadhouse Blues, Waiting for the Sun, You Make Me Real, Peace Flog, Blue, uh, Blue Sunday, Ship of Fools, Land Ho, The Spy, Queen of the Highway, Indian Summer, Maggie yeah. McGill. Uh, yeah, that one might be okay. I'm Strange sure. Days is pretty good, too. Strange Days is a really good record. Um, but the Soft Parade is just straight trash. Uh-huh. Um, I'm break out my Spotify uh, playlist tomorrow. I did the uh, deprogrammed episode a couple years ago. Oh, that's don't, fun. Don't bring this up. Yeah, don't bring this up. Tell me, I, I'd like I'm, to hear. I'm bringing it up, Ben. Uh, oh. so what happened was there was a technical <laughs> issue in the middle of the show, and we lost like half of the discussion. Oh no. Yeah, so like the whole like because you've you've been on the show and it, for anybody else who hasn't listened whatever like it's you discuss band and you try to come up with a top ten list and there's always like a pre discussion where you talk about like your history with this band and like what brought you into them and listening to them and everything and then you move into the discussion about picking the songs. Um, it cut off right as Justin went to mention the first song on the list that he was choosing <laughs> so we got like the, that pre-show like that 20 minutes of hey i used to listen to the doors when i was a teenager you know that whole yeah, thing does he, does he still have that audio yeah that's i think that's up on the in the feed with everything else because i mean that was the epi- that was one of the first episodes i listened to like i was going to listen to it live mm-hmm. and then when the audio cut out i was like 
shit. And so I went to the Patreon thing and like I donated so I could listen because I thought they had like a timer. Uh-huh. So I even donated so I could get the rest of the show and there was no show. And then when you told me what happened, it's like, well, fuck, I want my money back. That's really funny. Because <laughs> that was really literally funny. the only reason I donated was to hear, you know. Well, you can still donate a dollar a month to Oh, I, think I just I still am. Well, I think, good. I, think I never turned it off. Yeah, that's good though. Now, well, hold it. on. No, I need to go. That's it's possibly a lot of yeah money. so like maybe there was just a stretch there where because la woman's a great record and soft rate sucks um yeah i don't know maybe you know what maybe i'm gonna go back and re-examine my doors criticism because morrison hotel i remember not liking morrison hotel but they got a couple good songs on it Mm-hmm. Um, Morrison Hotel's probably like Morrison Hotel, Strange Days, and LA Woman are probably my top three. Really? Okay. Yeah. Soft Parade is way down at the very bottom. Like if I could find, I'd probably even American Prayer is above Soft Parade. Oh God, that's hard. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't listen to it very often, but I can listen to American Prayer straight through and Soft Parade. I'm like, ah, fuck this song. Fuck yeah. that song. I'll skip through half well, of it. That's one of the things I really liked about growing up with vinyl. Yeah, is you kind of had to listen to it. Unless you yeah. had the four, unless you had the 33, and then you could just listen to the single. Yeah. The, their, their debut record's great. Mm-hmm. The Doors is awesome. Strange Days is really good. Um, Waiting for the Sun's a great record. Uh, Hello, I Love You, Love Street, Not to Touch the Earth, Summer's Almost Gone, Wintertime Love, The Unknown Soldier, Spanish, Spanish Caravan is a sleeper. Uh, uh, yeah, that one's good. Yeah. Um, there's the, a lot of, there's a little bit more psychedelic stuff on there that I particularly care for. Like, it's just, it's kind of weird and hippie stuff, yeah. which I liked when I was 15, 16. But for me now, like, I would much rather listen to the more bluesy stuff you know yeah i like the bluesy stuff too soft parade sucks i think we all can agree to that one <laughs> there's Even like the, two good songs on there and I, one of one of them is soft parade like the, the song soft parade is pretty good the record not so much yeah now what i look forward to is the day that i can i'm, I'm hoping either through uh good financial choices that allow me to retire uh, young enough to actually enjoy a few years of retirement, one or two, or just outright federal legalization. But I want to at some point legally get high as fuck for like a four day weekend, maybe over Thanksgiving in uh-huh. some state where it's legal and I don't have a job that would fire me for doing such. And uh, so this is all hypothetical. But then listen to either the doors or uh, we'll possibly take one weekend for the doors and then one weekend for Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. And to experience them both in I would, an altered state. As someone who used to uh, enter altered states while listening to uh, 70s rock, I would advise listening to Led Zeppelin as much as possible. <laughs> okay. Like, there is, I'll put it on the list. For my uh, uh, hard-earned money, and uh, um, there's nothing more enjoyable to me than being stoned and watching song remains the same the actual concert film it's because it's fucking preposterous <laughs> like it's i was talking about this yesterday on an interview i did with a podcast like led zeppelin was so huge at one point they were so huge um they said we want to make a movie a concert movie like yeah that's a great idea 
But in between some of the songs, while the songs are playing, we want to do like stories and like, about what? Like, well, one of the stories, John Bonham is going to milk a cow. And I <laughs> swear to God, like it's, it's during Moby Dick, the drum solo song. I don't know how familiar you are with Led Zeppelin, but it's a drum solo song. It's 15 minutes long. And during this drum solo, like you just see John Bonham like doing awesome manly shit. Like he's milking a cow and he's driving a funny car and he's at a, he's at the local pub drinking a pint and playing pool. He's using a jackhammer while wearing a suit coat. Like it's just the weirdest thing in the whole world. And then you have like Jimmy Page decides like, well, I'm gonna, in my video, it's gonna be like, I'm a knight and I go on this quest and I climb a mountain and at the top of the mountain is a wizard and the wizard spins a glowing sword and it's me turned into a baby and then back. It's just like, what the fuck is, and it's brilliant. Like it's the dumbest and best thing in the entire world. I love Song Remains. I used to just get baked and watch Song Remains the same. And you're like, this is fucking amazing. Like it just makes sense to me. And then you listen to the 26 minute version of Days and Confused and- <laughs> I'm putting this on my list, it's on my to-do list. <laughs> it's the best. Like, if, especially if you have the vinyl, because like you can get the vinyl of it at any re like used record store, probably mm -hmm. for like at max, like 10 bucks. And it's four, it's four records because it's front and back. So it's four of them. Um, Dazed and Confused is one side. Jesus. Like, it's just one side of a record. So you put it on and just sit there and you're baked and you're like, this is one song. And like they go into like four or five other different songs. I mean, I, that's that's all I used to do. Like when we were doing the radio show, I would just get high and listen to Let's Evil all the time. Like and it was best. Like I did it in college. Like that's what my senior year in college was. I would just get high and listen to Let's Evil. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to retirement. Then. They're such a great live band too. Up until like Jimmy. Up until. I'm ranting here and I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Up until the point where Robert Plant's daughter passed away, because I think one of his kids got really sick and died. So up until that moment, like Zeppelin would do these like marathon, like live performances where they would just fucking play. And they have live at the BBC, Led Zeppelin live at the BBC is amazing. Um, they just have all these great live albums that you should pick up because it's so much fun because they'll just play a song for, Forever for thirty minutes, and you're like, "Why is this happening?" But why? but it's so good. Like, like my because son, because you're high as shit. You don't care that it's going on for thirty you, minutes. It's you're not. You really don't. And then, like, when certain things happen, you're just like, "Oh shit!" Like that's awesome. Like, because it just catches you off guard. Like, yeah, it's real great. I love Led Zeppelin. They're amazing. They're the best. But anyway, I don't know if I'd say the best, but you know, they're to, up there. To, well, I mean, if you like. Like if you like the more bluesy kind of like door stuff, I mean, mm -hmm. that's all Led Zeppelin really is. And I saw your hot take today on Facebook, Jenny, and I couldn't agree with you more. About Eric Clapton? I fucking hate him. Let's slap him right in his smug face. So boring. <laughs> <laughs> so dull. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. I, 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 well, I thought he and, and George had made peace. They, I mean, yeah, they, they probably did, but Eric Clapton's just like, he's playing his guitar and he's an amazing guitar player, but he looks like he's just so bored. Like, uh -huh. stick out my middle finger because I do that a lot when I play because I'm Eric Clapton. I'm just like, bored. 
because fuck you i'm eric clapton i'm bored um yeah i just don't like i hate eric clapton i just hate him like cream's awesome but god he's so boring yeah i mean i like a lot of i like some of his songs i like a lot of the bands that he's been in but just when i he just is what you would call a punchable face <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. So uh, yes, so we've kind of lost the plot here, but that happens from time to time. <laughs> I think every time. But Which yeah, I, tomorrow I'm going to listen to some. Actually, you know what? I'll do it on Friday because the kids will be home tomorrow. Uh, to, uh, Friday I'm going to listen to some some Doors and get back to you and see how I feel about it. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna, I'll review their catalog and see where we are. Because, like, are the Doors one of those bands that you need all their records, or can you just buy their greatest hits and be happy? Uh, I'm torn on that. I'm torn on that. I mean, it's all on Spotify anyway. Like, yeah. just listen to what I usually do is like for the Doors, honestly, I have like my own greatest hits. Okay. Like, I've listened to all the albums and I put together my favorite songs and I listen to that most of the time. Okay. So, yeah. All right. All right. I'm down with that. I'm pulling up my Doors playlist right now to so at the top of my uh, Texas radio and the Texas radio and the Big Beats a good song. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this episode um, does Jim Morrison show up in this episode? Oh yes, he does, as played by Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was wondering how we got on that. That's how it happened. There we go. Where are we? That the boomerang finally came back. So then they, he's laying there having his thing and he's going to die and they have to decide what they're going to do. Because he said, I don't want the surgery if it's going to, to take this away from me. My visions. But then now he's unconscious and uh, they're like, oh, he's dead. And the Admiral's like, hey, do it. Go do it. Operate. And do, do it. it. <laughs> do it. And Bashir says, brain, do it. hey, I can't, I can't do that. And then we, you know, if you, if we backtrack a little bit to when, he first refuses to take the surgery that night at dinner with uh, Jake and Cassidy. Jake is, you know, really upset at the prospect that he's going to lose his dad to this thing. Yeah. You know, so that's a very emotional evening. And now double down on the emotion because, you know, Benjamin's knocked out uh, unconscious with this, you know, this, the seizure or whatever. And it's like, yep, he's going to die, but only a family member can authorize us to override his final wishes. So it's all on you, Jake. You're 18. Make this you know, choice for your father. And I mean, you can't fault the boy. He's already lost his mother at an early age. Like, he yeah. decides to save his dad. Yeah, and, and after seeing the episode where, um, you know, Cisco died on the... Uh, yeah that you know me you and uh, Dennis can't talk about um <laughs> it uh you know it of course he's gonna make that choice one of the yeah. fact that the series ran for seven seasons um but uh spoilers <laughs> spoilers uh he makes it to the end yeah but um yeah so you know I I can't think any too many people would make a different decision yeah so but then kai or yeah i guess kai win you know it's like you know going against the will of the prophets 
Mm. But he, mean, he would have died. Like, yeah. Even Cisco got mad when he came out of his coma and he's like, my visions, no. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, I'm sure you would have learned all the answers to the universe when you were dead and in heaven. <laughs> you know, I never, I mean, okay. So, space I, I try space to avoid heaven. making these kind of connections. Um, I, you know, uh, because a lot of times I, I will be like, oh yeah, I know where, you know, I know this little insignificant thing here really ties in with these episodes and you guys are going to be so thrilled, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but tonight was the first time that I had one that I'm like, oh shit, that all makes fucking sense now. And it's only like 25 years later. With the way he was saying that when he was there, and he's smelling the, the the incense and everything, and and he could just for a moment he could see the thread that tied together future. And, and I started thinking that's so much like how the prophets talk that mm-hmm. they, they they see all of this at the same time. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what is time? You know that bullshit. But he was getting a glimpse. There you go, Ben. That. All that bullshit. <laughs> well, I just know how much it pisses off oh, that's in the episode when it was like, you know, what is what is forward? What is door? What is time? Door. door. What? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the fact though that he was now you know starting to kind of glimpse and think like a prophet, and is like, okay, that that's really and it's just like, ah. I don't know. Now, is this one of these things where, like, it just took you that much time to put the connection together, or did like other life experiences help you see things in a different way as you're rewatching this? I think I just forgot about this episode when I learned some other stuff. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and, and then okay. when you know, now that I, this is the first time I've seen it since I I watched other stuff, and I was like, oh, gotcha. So, okay. I respect the honesty. Yeah. Yeah. I could that I could sense. you know try to play it off like I'm some kind of trick expert, but. I'll stand on, uh, which is typical, and I'm surprised you're not going that route because I know that's the way you like to go with these things. But that's you know I, I got my doctorates, and uh, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. You're growing as a person. <laughs> Good job, Ben. Good job. So he loses his visions. He lost his visions. My visions. Uh, yeah, my empire. My empire. No, um, it was another show. But um, yeah, poor poor Cisco could only live in the present now, because human minds weren't meant to see things like that. Kind of like tying it into Doctor Who, when it's like you know when she absorbed the knowledge of of the TARDIS, and it's uh-huh. like the human mind can't absorb that. Yeah, and she started burning her brain up. Yeah, and that's basically what he was doing. I can yeah. see the future. I can see the locust. It's a little tropey, but it works. <laughs> Rats are in the corn. Rats are in the corn. M-O-O-N, that spells moon. It's like, God damn it, Cisco, what are you doing? <laughs> Talk to the old lady on the porch. She said, there's rats in the corn. Nobody's getting that reference. I, no, I get it. I'm you get it. I'm, I'm saying the, of the listeners. Just, For a second, I thought it was a, a, a Voyager thing. No. Because no. there is a Voyager thing where they're in like a barn or some shit. 
Yeah, but this spoilers. is you know, rat, rat, rats in the corn. Uh, is, is a Stephen King reference. That people but you know what I'm talking about, though, with the corn, yeah. with the fall, with the farm, or whatever. Yeah, and everything represents something else. Yeah, and like they go to some place and they see something, and I got bored and I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, Amelia Earhart, she's going to be in an upcoming episode of Voyager. Well, I can't wait for that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. That's why we can't find her body. It's not because the crabs ate her. She's in space. Space! <laughs> that means she's still alive right now because Voyager happens 400 years in the future. So. Space! So, yes, yeah, so she's still alive. So shut up. All right, Good okay. Stop yelling at me. She's not dead. Calm down, Ben. All right. Sorry. Well, uh, let's get to the review point. Well, then at the end of the episode, like, they know that Cisco's sad that he lost his vision, but he gains a family. And they're not going to join the Federation. Yep. And they're not going to, for now. Admiral's pissed. For now. Admiral's pissed. And he's like, are you saying that as the emissary or as Starfleet captain? He's like, both. I'll keep that champagne on ice. And you're like, okay, cool. He sounded <laughs> a little, uh, I don't know, creepy on that when he said, dropped that line. Like, he, he, you know, that's the kind of shit that you uh, say to his lady friend. Yeah. I'll keep the champagne on nice. Yeah, baby. And then it's over. And then that's the episode. I like it. What do you think, Ben? Give it rate it for us. I'm gonna give it uh seven. I enjoyed it. And uh I thought it was good to see like when they were arguing whether it was right for him to refuse treatment. How every you know Jadzia and and Miles went straight for the, you know, I you know when what was it she said I you know we have to trust the prophets to help him and O'Brien was just like I'd rather trust Doctor Bashir to help. Yeah, him. yeah. Uh-huh. You know, let let's let's you know it's like you fucking anti-vaxxer. Let's let a doctor talk. <laughs> and but you know it was and then though I was really surprised. Uh, that Worf took the position he did, but once he did it, like I was initially surprised, but then it was like, actually that, that fucking makes sense for him. Yeah. Cause he's all about Kalis and stuff. So, you know, but I also know that the Cleons killed their gods because they were annoying. And <laughs> well, well did, yeah, but they didn't kill Kalis. Well, he's not a God though. He's, he's a clean, he's a great warrior. Yeah. But I mean like they kind of, I he think, yeah, K- 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 yeah, Kalis is as close to a Klingon god as they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like Klingon Jesus. Yeah, so I mean, so it kind of when Worf took that stand, I was like, oh, that makes sense because Klingons are, I guess, spiritual in some sense. Yeah. Like they believe in honor and the the battle and the singing mm-hmm. songs and stuff. Sometimes your faith and courage is all you have to get through the battle. Yeah. So I mean, I so you know, and he and and Kira being the warriors. Kind of, you know, you, they they can kind of sync up better than O'Brien and Jedzia can because even though I think O'Brien obviously is a warrior, I don't think he's he's seen the same kind of shit that Jed that Kira and Worf may have seen. Well, and he's Worf. a com- and he's a complainer. He's Irish. <laughs> Ugh, I can't <laughs> believe they make us do this. It's so dumb. God, is it time to drink yet? <laughs> What do you mean? He's always drinking. You got a little something under the uh, console there all the time. Cam, what do you... said, Cam said I can drink it if I just keep it under the... There you go. The mm-hmm. But so yeah, you... 70. Seven. All right, so what do you say, Gen Z? I think I'm also going to give it a seven. Like I said earlier, it's not my favorite in the, the overall story arc, 
but I like the character development. And I like how they fit it in. So that's right. I agree. I'm going to also say seven. I feel the exact same way. Like I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was cool. I love the, like you said, the character development. It's great. It's a fun episode. It's a fun episode. So that's, that's kind of, that's two episodes now. We've had a lot of character development. Though. Yeah, and, and you know, it's going to kind of come back or like, you know, this isn't the last uh-huh. of all any of this stuff because they're just kind of planting seeds and, and waiting for other things to happen. So I thought it was cool. I was into it. I liked it. Are we, are we close to the uh, end of the fifth season? No, it's about, this is episode uh, 10. Okay, so we're... So we're oh, wow. So we're, we're almost halfway. halfway. Yeah, we're getting there, working on it. Okay. How many seasons are there? Seven? Seven. seven. Everything okay. had seven seasons except the original series and Enterprise. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Original series had three, Enterprise had... I just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I like Deep Space Nine and I'm enjoying it. Uh, uh-huh. And I want to get more into it, but then at the same time, I'm sad because I know Voyager's waiting for us, and it's like impending doom. I don't want to go. There's some really good six-season episodes that I can't wait to talk about. A Voyager? <laughs> no, a DS9. <laughs> DS9 is is absolutely secured itself as my uh, second favorite uh, Star Trek series. I oh, know. I agree. I love Star Trek. I love mm-hmm. Voyager. I love uh, Deep Space Nine. It's probably... Yeah. It just, I don't know. I mean, and I'm so glad though, because, you know, like after we started talking about how all the articles started coming up, because everybody, of course, listens to our show and, and uh-huh. uh, we, uh, you know, drive the trends of the nation, um, being the premier Star Trek podcast that we are. But I'm so glad to keep seeing all this stuff in, in my Twitter feed occasionally, just from, from people who aren't even Star Trek fans. That, or at least I don't have categorized in my, you know, these are not people who routinely talk about Star Trek. Yeah. Who, yeah, I've been catching up uh, Deep Space Nine on uh-huh. on Netflix. How the hell did I miss this the first go around? This is great stuff. And I'm like, yes. So I'm, I'm really glad that it's, it's built an audience uh-huh. in the streaming era. And I think it, if, if you could have streamed back in the day, it would have done better. Oh, yeah, totally. Because yeah. it, it's more for that. But at the same time, uh, I love having to wait for episodes of uh, Discovery. I agree. Yeah. And, and I like having the time in between to talk about it and digest think about and think. Yeah. Like when Bob and I had a theory in the first uh, episode, and then that got shut down this week. So, yeah. Like, All okay. right. I need to just watch it just so I don't hear any more stuff about it. Do it, Jenny. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Actually, All I right. think I got to go work on Super Secret Project. With All Justin. right. Well, you guys have fun with Super Secret Project, and um, yeah, and so we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk later. Thank you very much for listening to the show. We really appreciate your patronage, your listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with more Deep Space Nine. Goodbye. I don't understand. <laughs>